Oh, hi, everybody. Ezra Levant here. Great to be here with you. I, uh, I'm sitting in a chair at our world headquarters uh, somewhere in a mysterious location in the greater Toronto area. Um, there's so much going on, and I'm having so much fun watching it. Uh, Justin Trudeau um, is a bit of a sociopath. He, I, he is a master gaslighter. Do you know where that term comes from? It's a strange term. He gaslighted me. Don't gaslight me. What's a gaslight? Well, back in the olden days, um, before electricity, a lot of gas, uh, a lot of lights were, were gas, natural gas. And you would light the gas. Uh, I don't know if it was natural gas or if it was uh, propane or something, but it was, uh, it was gas. And so you could turn the gas up or down and the light would get brighter or dimmer. It's just how it was. It would be like a light, to, an electrical light today, which has a dimmer switch, you know, those little curvy things. And so this movie, I think the movie was called Gaslight. Is that what the movie was called? Um, it was sort of a, a psychological thriller. I think it might have been a murder mystery. I haven't watched the movie, but I've, I've watched clips of it. And, um, you know, some old stars were in it. I think Angela Lansbury was in it. I'm just, I'm seeing on your screen here, Ingrid Bergman. So it was a, a famous, yeah, go ahead and put that, 1944 movie. So, you know, that's that's an old movie now. That's almost 80 years old. What did, what did Ingrid Bergman and Angela Lansbury look like when they were young? 1944, I didn't even know they were acting back then. Anyways, so it was a, it was a, a fair-sized movie. And... The shtick was, if I recall, that the, that the man was trying to get the woman to, to lose her mind. And so the, the gas went up and down. The gas lights went up and down. And she said, the lights are getting brighter and darker. And he said, no, what are you talking about? That didn't happen. So the idea would be to get her to deny the physical reality that she saw and plant in her mind that she was mad. A form of psychological abuse. Yeah, here's, here's some, uh, is that Merriam-Webster? Let's read their dictionary definition. Psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perception or reality or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional and mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. Um... And they have some examples there. Can you get the movie poster? I just want to show that the word gaslighting comes from that they that the guy was playing around with the gaslights. That's all. That's all it is. Um, and I learned a phrase. So maybe you maybe you use the you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Throw that on the screen there. Ingrid Bergman. I don't know the other actors there. Gaslight. So it was sort of a famous. But I think the the movie is less famous than the term. And there's a related concept. Can you Google DARVO, D-A-R-V-O? And I only learned this word DARVO in, in the last few weeks. I learned it from James Lindsay, the critic of cultural Marxism. And he points out it's a tactic used by the left all the time. Yeah, even that, that what you got on the screen there is fine. DARVO is an acronym for deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. It's a reaction that perpetrators of wrongdoing, such as sexual offenders, may display in response to being held accountable for their behavior. Some researchers indicate that it is a common manipulation strategy of psychological abuse, abusers. So if someone accuses you of something, deny, attack, 
and reverse victim and offender. Is that not Justin Trudeau? Have I not just told you about Justin Trudeau? He's a gaslighter. He does Darvo. He's the one who sexually assaulted Rose Knight in Creston, British Columbia, but he calls you a misogynist. Deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. He's the one who dressed up in blackface so many times he can't recall, but he calls you a racist. Deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. And um, he's the one who wants to censor the internet in Canada more than anything has ever been censored in the free world, censoring the internet so hard it's tantamount to what North Korea, Iran, and China do. And yet the chutzpah today, the chutzpah, when he said, <laughs> he implied that not him, no, no, not him, who has four bills uh, introduced or pending to censor the internet. Not him. He, he would never, not in a million years, censor independent journalists. Why that? That is being done, don't you know, by the evil leader of the Conservative Party, Pierre Polyev. Do you have the clip? I think it's clip number two uh, on your list there. Trudeau calling out Polyev for attacking the CBC. Get a load of that. I mean, you want to see gaslighting? You want to see Darvo? Check out this sociopath. Take a listen. I think it says a lot about the Conservative Party of Canada. That they're choosing to constantly attack independent media organizations, journalists who are working hard to keep Canadians informed and support our democracies. CBC Radio-Canada serves right across the country delivers local news and local content in many regions of the country that, yes, has been challenged over the past years, but the idea of adding to that challenges and laying on by attacking this Canadian institution, attacking the culture and local content that is so important to so many Canadians, uh, really indicates uh, the values and the approach that Mr. Polyev is putting forward. And I think it is telling that in order to attack this institution that is important for many, many Canadians, he runs to American billionaires, the tech giants that they continue to defend in committee and in their, uh, in their approach on our legislation to make tech giants pay their fair share. Conservatives are always there to defend them. So when they're trying to attack a foundational Canadian institution, the fact that he has to run to American billionaires for support to attack Canadians says a lot about Mr. Polyev and his values. <laughs> Gaslight much? Darvo, deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. That's the guy who introduced Bill C-11, which would give the government control over the Internet. By, making, by calling it a broadcaster under the, um, the Broadcasting Act. That's the guy who, in Bill C-18, would commandeer Facebook, Google, YouTube, and force them to pay money to journalists, but only his friends, only journalists that get the Trudeau journalism license, called the QCJO license, Qualified Canadian Journalism Organization license. That's the prime minister who, in his Bill C-36, 
would have tens of thousands of dollars of fines for hurt feelings on the internet, you would be liable for anything you ever wrote on the internet, even going back years or decades. Literally, when you were a teenager, if you still had that account, you would be liable for it. Oh, and complaints and witnesses would both be secret. I'm not kidding. It's called Bill, Bill C-36. And a bill that was not introduced yet, but it was uh, published in a uh, backgrounder form by the government called the Online Harms Act that would set up something called the Digital Safety Commissioner. Oh, my God. That's what, they, that's what it's called in North Korea. And that person would have the power to literally shut down any website he wants. Um, and that's the guy accusing others of not standing up for independent media. Here's the guy who, who it's come to light, cashed a check for $200,000 from a Chinese billionaire. The money actually came from the, the government of China. He literally sent his brother Alexander to pick up the check from the Chinese Communist Party billionaire. And he's accusing Pierre Polyev of being in the pocket of foreign billionaires. Like I say, it's Darvo deny, attack, reverse victim and offender. He is the master gaslighter. I'm going to have more to say about this on my show tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called The Ezra Levant Show. It's behind a paywall. I'm going to show you a bunch of clips and, uh, and take you through. Holy mackerel! But the reason they're all in a kerfuffle, the reason why Trudeau is very upset, is because Elon Musk put a little label on twitter.com slash CBC. Um, and, and the whole media is up and arms. So, yeah, this is a great story. Show, yeah, show the star, Toronto Star version here. Twitter labels CBC account as government-funded media. Now, how is that news? The move comes just days after conservative leader Pierre Polyev posted a letter to the social media platform asking for this to be added. Um, but it is, is it not true? Is the CBC not government funded? Of course it is government funded. In fact, if you go, can you do this too? From colon CBC. Do you know how to do that? Go to the search bar there. Um, I don't know if you have to, uh, like uh, go into, yeah. And then once you're in Twitter, exactly, from colon CBC, and then type in the word space government funded. Exactly. Thank you. That's very quick typing. Yeah, that's a, look at that. So what that kind of Boolean search does is it shows any time the words government funded were used by this account. So you can see the very first one. This is a response by CBC to some guy named Michael. Hi, Michael. We are government funded, blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah, of course you are. I mean, you'd have to be pretty stupid not to know that. So why the kerfuffle? Why the fuss? Why the news? Why the apoplexy? Like my only criticism of this, by the way, is the CBC has many Twitter accounts, of course. Uh, that CBC account that was tagged actually isn't their main news channel. Uh, CBC News or CBC News Alerts is their big channel that has all the followers. And um, it's not yet labeled. But this has Justin Trudeau very upset um, because he doesn't like Twitter that is not compliant. He likes to be the one bossing around Twitter. He doesn't like Twitter. Twitter's not even doing anything mean. It's just saying you're government funded. We're just going to put that on your site so people know. It's transparency, just the same way we do with um, 
I haven't been to Al Jazeera's Twitter feed in a long time, but I'm sure if you go to Twitter and Al Jazeera, I know if you go to RT, that's the Russian. Yeah, yeah, click on any of those Al Jazeera ones there. Just show, or yeah, just any of these. Um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, show that one there. So RT stands for Russia Today. It's Putin's state broadcaster. And you can see under the word RT America, it says Russia State Affiliated Media, which it absolutely is. And uh, I mean, I know that because I know what RT is. But if you didn't know what RT is, it's probably useful to you to know. It's like a product warning label. It's like a product label. Um, you know, I don't think you want to have too much product labeling on the Internet. Yeah, click, click on that Al Jazeera. There it is. Government funded media. I don't know what the difference between government funded and state affiliated is. I, there may be some oblique or, or sort of um, some subtle differences, I mean. Um, but it's a, good, it's a good heads up. And why should the CBC not have that appellation? Trudeau said that they are independent media, but they are absolutely not independent media. In fact, their broadcasting mandate is set out in a law issued by parliament. They are the least independent uh, media in the country because they absolutely must do what the prime minister says. The prime minister appoints their entire board of directors. Yeah, click on that tweet by Avi. Avi's showing um, that this didn't just happen to the CBC. This happened to state-affiliated broadcasters around the world. RNZ, which is obviously in New Zealand. ABC News, that's not the American, that's the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. That's the Aussie state broadcaster. So yeah. Can someone please tell me what the problem is here? There is no problem unless you want to somehow hide or obscure the hidden hand behind those TV stations. Um, I tell you the chutzpah of Justin Trudeau saying he stands for independent media when he personally fought to keep Rebel News out of covering the election debates in 2021 and 2019. We fought back in court. We won two times. They'll probably try and ban us again next time, but we'll win again. Um, I think one of the most interesting things to have happened or be revealed recently is that there was an op-ed. You know our friend Lauren Gunter. He comes on the show at least once a month. Good guy, great guy. You know, he writes, a, he, I don't think he does news reporting. He might write the odd news story, but I don't think so. Uh, he's really a columnist, right? He's published on the comment pages, which speaks for yeah that yeah show his first one there. Um, so you know you don't have to you don't have to agree with what he says, you know you don't have to agree with what he says. He uh, like that's the whole point of a comment section, is to get your noggin jogging, to get you revved up, either to agree or disagree. So Lauren Gunter wrote an op-ed. A little while back, you don't have to agree with it. It's opinion, it's marked opinion. Like you, you see here on this page, it says columnist. Scroll up to the tippy top. Is there anything else? If you go up, 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 even higher. No, okay, that's the top of it. Well, that's under like click opinion there. You see, it says news, opinion, sports. This would be under opinion, right? I think so. Scroll down a little bit more. Click on more opinion stories. I'm pretty sure it's on this page. Well, I, I know for a fact that that's what Lauren Gunter does. I'm just trying to show you that on the page, um, you, 
you couldn't not know. So the government reaches out to the Sun to try and get them to kill Lauren Gunter's column because they disagree with it. They disagree with it, so they try and kill it. That doesn't work. The Sun stands by Lauren Gunter. So what does Trudeau's government do? They say, okay, well, there's a certain amount of traffic that goes direct to the Edmonton Sun website, but a lot of it comes from social media, from Twitter, from Facebook especially. So Trudeau's staff reached out to, to the social media companies and tried to get them to block it. So first they tried to get the Edmonton Sun to take it down. They refused. And then they, <laughs> then they went to the social media companies and they refused. And that's what they were doing before they had Bill C-11, C-18, C-36 and the Online Harms Act. Imagine what they do if they actually get those powers. And there's, um, there's an MP... I think she's from Lethbridge, Rachel Thomas. She used to be called Rachel Harder, but I think Rachel Thomas is her married name. Um, and she has written a letter, I think it's to the Speaker of the House. Let's, can we find that letter from Rachel Thomas? Yeah, pump it up. I'm going to try and read that. And, um, yeah, I've decided to finally get stronger glasses. I, I don't know why I was... Avoiding that. I sometimes squint to see things. Yeah, there you go. That's nice and big. Thank you for making it so big. Uh, so this was sent um, just yesterday to the Speaker of the House. Dear Mr. Speaker, I am writing to give you notice that I will rise in the House Monday afternoon, that's today, to request an emergency debate concerning revelations that the government has presented social pressure. Excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> Boy, I need stronger glasses. I'm getting stronger glasses. Has pressured social media platforms to edit or remove content it considered embarrassing. These attempts at what can fairly be described as government censorship of the news and, more generally, the internet came to public attention through a response to my colleague, Dean Allison's order paper question number 1219, which was tabled just before the Easter adjournment. One of the several examples that have come to light was a 2021 Toronto Sun article written by Lauren Gunter about pending immigration and refugee board policy changes. In a column last week, Mr. Gunter noted that IRB officials had first asked his editors to pull his article. And when that failed, we now know they asked social media platforms to take it down and prevent any linking to it. That's insane. The government's requests were denied, thankfully. As Mr. Gunter observed, about his own experience, the government, quote, still tried to have it banned as misinformation because it was embarrassing to them. It revealed a policy change they didn't want revealed, which is precisely why it had to be revealed and why the social media platform should have banned it. I couldn't agree more. So this is the MP speaking. However, such outcomes cannot be relied upon for much longer, given the various bills the government has brought before Parliament to regulate Internet content, such as Bill C-11 and Bill C-18, if adopted, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. And then skip to the last page. I'll just skip ahead. Yeah, thanks for So, I mean, she's calling for an emergency debate. I am quite sure it will fail because not only do the liberals love censorship, but uh, their junior partner in this government, the NDP, loves censorship even more, which is terrifying. And the Bloc Québécois loves censorship even more, and the Green Party likes censorship even more. So the only party that's not for censorship is the Conservative Party. Um, so I'll just skip to the last paragraph. I acknowledge that the chair normally affords a wide latitude for contributions during the budget debate and therefore might not 
normally be inclined to grant an emergency debate. At this time, however, I urge you to recognize that these issues touch upon one of our fundamental freedoms, freedom of speech. I appreciate your diligent review of my application. Look forward to your favorable ruling. Yours respectfully, Rachel Thomas, MP, Official Opposition Shadow Minister for Canadian Heritage. I believe she's also the MP for Lethbridge. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good letter. I do not think that she will get that uh, emergency debate. I think that the other parties don't want it. And um, sounds like there's other things on the agenda. But uh, I like the fact she's taking it seriously. And that is an insane story. That's just an insane story. And imagine the chutzpah of a government that just did that censorship, standing up and accusing the conservatives of being censors and being against independent media. That's gaslighting. That's Darvo. Deny, attack, reverse victim and defender. Now, I should tell you, I was a minute late for today's live stream, or two minutes late, and the reason was I was replying to an email from the Toronto Star. And I don't get a lot of emails from the Toronto Star, but... Um, and I'm not going to embarrass the guy who wrote it to me, but here's, uh, here's what he said. I mean, he'll probably write a story about it, so you'll know who he wrote it. He said, Mr. Levant, that's me. Hi, Mr. Levant. Al well, I'll just say Alan Woods. Doesn't say anything embarrassing other than he's with this. Uh, Alan Woods here from the Toronto Star newspaper. I'm writing up a little thing on Tucker Carlson's new yet-to-be-released documentary on Canada. We'll show that trailer to you in a minute. Trudeau and apparently the COVID-19 restrictions. I've only seen the trailer, of course, but it appears that the bulk of the footage he's used comes from Rebel News material. Also noted that Rebel contributors David Menzies and Alexandra Lavoie make appearances. Are there others that I'm perhaps missing? What I wanted to ask is whether it's some sense it's a co-production. Rebel News has some official involvement in the project, or if you guys are simply open the archives to Carlson's team. Thanks, Alan. I'll read my reply. It's when I forward this to you. Just so you can put it on the show. There's nothing confidential here. I would say this in public. In fact, I am saying it in public. I just clicked send. Hopefully you'll get that soon. And by the way, I'm glad he wrote to me. You know, the alternative is not to write to me and to write a story without seeking my input. And that's not a good idea. Part of journalism is reaching out to the people you're writing about. So feel free to pump that up as big as possible. I'll read from my own screen here. That's why I'm late. You can see the timestamp on this. I sent this uh, uh, actually after uh, the show started. Well, well, uh, this is why I'm late. So I said, hi, Alan. Thanks for reaching out. And, and, and I mean that. Um, yeah, go ahead and pump that up as big as you can. Oh, don't even worry about it. Thank you very much, Olivia. I'm, I'm throwing this at you in real time. We didn't even, I didn't even tell you I was going to do this, but it's on my mind. You know what? We'll, we'll show you that. Why don't, we, why don't we take a second and show the trailer? Because this trailer was released yesterday, I think. And it's, um, it's just a two-minute trailer about Tucker Carlson's upcoming documentary on Canada. I got a real kick out of it. Here, take a look. Welcome back from the Fox studio lot in Los Angeles. We're happy to be here. For more than 100 years, the United States has, as a matter of official policy, opposed dictatorships around the world. But what if tyranny arrived right next door? What would that look like? And what would our government do in response? Would we liberate the people living under authoritarian rule as we have around the world? 
That is the topic of our upcoming Tucker Carlson Originals documentary, O Canada. Here's a first look at what we found. The cost of freedom is always high, but Americans have always paid it. Some nations may be able to turn a blind eye to atrocities in other countries. The United States of America is different. Fortunately for the oppressed, America's influence is considerable. Oh, mankind. Uh, we, we like to say people kind. Exactly. All right. The police then, then moved in and arrested me. In the entire time that I was in prison. They shot me point blank. My mouth, my nose, my eyes. I received bruise, like my hands were bleeding. You're placed under arrest right now. I was arrested, handcuffed, and put in jail. The greatest danger of all would be to do nothing. We care about saving innocent lives. The tyrant will soon be gone. The day of your liberation is near. You know what I like about that? I, I don't think that Tucker Carlson would literally support having soldiers with guns deploy into Canada, shooting and taking over the country. I, I do not think that anyone in America would do that. I think Tucker just likes the analogy of, hey, we liberated people from other countries in wars of foreign adventure. When they become tyrannies, why wouldn't we do the same around here? It's a thought experiment. It's a talking point. It's a conversation starter. But I think that drives Canadians mad. I think not not all Canadians. I get a kick out of it because I see the humor and I see the juxtaposition. And by the way, I think that Trudeau's invocation of, of martial law is a third world move. It's a banana republic move. Seizing bank accounts, that's a banana republic move. That's a Hugo Chavez move. That's a Castro move. Um, so that's why Alan wrote uh, me that email. And here's my reply. I'll just, I'll just read it back to you. It's, it's just, I can't believe how many mainstream media journalists are suddenly gone nuts. I see Global News has gone nuts over this. I mean, he's got a sense of humor. There's a point underneath it. The point is Canada is becoming more of a tyranny. Can I read to you my reply to Alan Woods? So he asked me, hey, is this a co-production? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, hi, Alan, thanks for reaching out. The documentary is not a co-production. Several of our journalists were interviewed to tell their stories about police brutality. You know, that's what happened to both Alexa and David. In terms of the footage, we routinely allow other media, including the CBC, to use our footage on various terms. Sometimes we charge, sometimes we don't. I haven't seen this documentary yet, but I presume it falls under fair use, fair dealing. That's a copyright term, which means if you have a short clip and if you uh, label where it's from, you're allowed to, to use it. I'm glad you're interested in what Tucker Carlson is doing, but I wish you were interested in the underlying story as a Canadian. And here I give a bit of a lecture. Precisely one person was shot during the entire trucker convoy, and it just happened to be our reporter, Alexa Lavoie, shot by Trudeau's riot police. She was not even protesting. She was filming the protest. Is that not newsworthy to the Toronto Star? 
By the way, the RCMP's own internal affairs office has been investigating the officer involved for over a year. Why the silence from the star? Would it be a different if a left-wing reporter had been shot? Who do you think? Same thing with the assault against David Menzies by Trudeau's personal bodyguards. They beat him up badly, dumped him on the sidewalk, but didn't charge him with anything. Same thing. Is that not newsworthy? Would your answer be different if it had been Stephen Harper's bodyguards or Doug Ford's bodyguards or if the journalist had been a liberal? You seem to care more about showbiz gossip than about two journalists being violently attacked in your own province. Yours truly, as Levant Rebel News, P.S. I hereby give the star permission to use our footage too to show Trudeau's police brutality against our journalists. Uh, and uh, Alan writes back. He says, Ezra, I was on a leave of absence from the star and out of the country during the events in question, so I can't speak to your questions regarding how or why certain things were or were not covered by the star. I do appreciate your prompt reply to my inquiry. <laughs> That's a, that is a good answer for him himself, but... Um, just because someone was shot when you're on vacation doesn't mean you can't write about it when you're back. I don't think any other media, with the exception of our fellow independent online sister organizations, I think True North and Western Standard covered it, I don't think anyone has covered that. And that's the real point here. You know what really makes... You know, you know what, actually, can you find it? Um, I tweeted it. It's uh, Jackson Proskow or something is his name. Um, yeah. If you go to J. Proskow Global, here, I'll, I'll that's J. P. R. O. S. K. O. W. Global. It's, it's a Twitter account. I can, I can send you the link if that's faster. Should I send it in Slack or by email? So all of a sudden, the media, here, I'll put it in Slack. All of a sudden, the media is really excited because Tucker Carlson is hinting that we should be invaded. <laughs> you know that's a joke, right? You know he's playing with you. It's like when he mispronounced Ottawa. There was a few years ago, he said Ottawa. Which, by the way, might actually be the proper Aboriginal way to say the name. I don't know. He said that, you know that was a joke, right? You know he knows how to say Ottawa. Every person uh, who finishes high school in America probably knows that the capital of Canada is Ottawa. Or maybe, actually, come to think of it, these days they probably don't know that. But um, there's no journalist in America who doesn't know that the capital is Ottawa. It's not pronounced Ottawa. But he said it that way because he knew it would get the usual suspects up in arms. So, so I just read to you the letter to me by Alan Woods in my reply from the Toronto Star. But here's Jackson Proskow from Global. Let's take a look. Tucker Carlson is about to release a new short film called Oh, Canada. The trailer implies that the U.S. needs to liberate Canada from tyranny like Iraq or Libya. Well, you know, I'd, I'd appreciate that. I would have appreciated the help when the country was under martial law, bank accounts being seized, peaceful protesters being thrown in prison for 50 years. Now, scroll down because he had, he had another comment or two underneath. 
Tucker's previous original film took a deep dive into testicle tanning. So take that for what it's worth. And then the usual suspects are just all chiming in. Jesus, says Stephen Carter, the Calgary liberal. And, um, you know, and there's some people who are pushing back at him. Um, it's not that, but now can you click on quotes? Uh, you know how to, under his original one, click, click on quote tweet, quotes, yeah. And maybe that's a good way to find mine. Scroll down a bit. It just might be the faster way to find my reply. Um, yeah, there, right there. I said, in this movie trailer, a U.S. broadcaster interviews our reporters who were assaulted by Trudeau's police. Alexa Lavoie was shot in the leg by the RCMP and David Menzies was beat up by Trudeau's personal bodyguards. You can see it on video. Why didn't Global report that news? Jackson Proskow is all a Twitter and a titter about what he must believe is a looming invasion because, of course, Joe Biden and the U.S. military does whatever a Fox News uh, host implies. Like, does... does Jackson Proskow and does Alan Woods actually think that's going to happen? Um, so they're interested in the showbiz gossip because they love and hate Tucker Carlson at the same time. They hate him and they'll only admit that they hate him, but they love him because Tucker Carlson equals eyeballs. Tucker Carlson equals web traffic. And and really, Alan Woods, I barely recognize the name. Jackson Proskow, barely recognize the name. They're not household figures. But if you can engage with Tucker Carlson, you're going to get some of that heat because he's the biggest guy in talk shows, talk biggest cable news host in America. And, oh, he's saying we, they should invade Canada. Ooh. Um, I don't think America could invade Canada right now. All the American uh, military might is over in Ukraine. Then again, so is Canada. So I think it would be like a fist fight. Um. Think about that for a second. I don't know how many tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of people were involved in the trucker convoy in total. Do you know? I don't think anyone knows. There were thousands on the highway. There were thousands, probably tens or hundreds of thousands along the way. Only one person was shot. There was a blockade in Coots, Alberta. There was a blockade on the Ambassador Bridge between Detroit and Windsor. There was a blockade in Ottawa. There were slow-rolling mobile blockades in lower mainland of BC. There were echo sympathy convoys in many other places. I remember there was one weekend, I remember, we had 17 rebel news journalists in the field. 17 covering different aspects of it. That's how big it was. And yet only one person was shot. And what are the odds that the one person who was shot was our reporter and the one person who did the shooting was not a trucker, but was a Trudeau RCMP? What are the odds? Is that stand with Alexa you got there? Yeah, let's show people. Let's show people what we're talking about. Take a look at this awful, awful, awfulness. I hate this. Put the audio on. Oh, 
You know, we spend more than $100,000 a year on security for our people, but you cannot hire security to protect you against the police. The security, if police are by, lay down their weapons and walk away. Security do not fight police. Security are good against Antifa or some hobo or some random criminal. You cannot protect yourself against the state when it's Justin Trudeau's RCMP that shoots you in the leg there is no protection from it. You know, um, we're suing those dirty cops, those rotten apples. We're suing them. And by the way, the RCMP has an internal investigation. I should tell you how what a sham that internal investigation is. The RCMP waited more than a year before even talking to the cop. It's a cover-up. It's a sham. It's a stitch-up. It's a lie. We're suing, and we got disclosure of various documents. You know, the police, they were throughout downtown Ottawa. And police do a lot of things. They don't just arrest people, they help people. I was looking through the notes of the police, and they, um, this guy had a heart attack, this guy had a slip and fall. The police are giving first aid. It's one of the things police do. They shot Alexa, but they didn't help her. Isn't that weird? They shot her in the leg at almost point blank range, and nothing. They didn't see if she was okay. They didn't offer to take her to the hospital. What? Why? I've also studied the uh, user's manual for the weapon that shot her, and it specifically warns again, the training manuals, and they specifically say it is not for use to shoot against a person like that. What you saw there was a crime committed against Alexa, and so far no one has been suspended, let alone fired. So what I would say to Jackson of Global News and Alan of the Toronto Star is, hey, I know you're really interested in showbiz gossip, and I know you've got some Tucker Carlson envy going on, and I know you've got an inferiority complex, and I know you're excited that someone in America noticed you because you're Canadian, and normally you're, it's like you're invisible. I know all these exciting things are going on in your life right now, but you do realize that one of the reasons this is an interesting story is because you haven't covered it. And so you're part of the problem. You're part of the regime. Tucker Carlson isn't just criticizing Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is a powerful man, but he's just one man. What about the other institutions, the other checks and balances? What about the RCMP that has been co-opted into shooting reporters and beating them up? What about the media that cheerleads and smothers stories they don't like? What about the courts that have yet to stop anything that Trudeau has done? What about other cultural institutions, influencers, everyone's being bought off. They are interested in gossip. How are we doing for time? It's 
Are there any Super Chats? Not yet. All right. Why don't we take a commercial break, and we'll come right back. You got a commercial, Olivia? Perfect. Have you checked out the fresh new swag we have at rebelnewsstore.com? Like this nifty resistance trucker sweater. We have warm, cozy sweaters, t-shirts, mugs, hats, phone cases, you name it. Everything to fit your freedom-loving needs or maybe even trigger a liberal family member or friend. And for a limited time, you can use code SMERA10 at checkout to save 10% off of your total order. So head on over to rebelnewsstore.com Check out all of our new designs, make some purchases, and use code TAMARA, that's T-A-M-A-R-A, 10 at checkout for 10% off your order. Head on over, check it out. Hey, welcome back. Yeah, so I'm excited about that Tucker documentary. I think it's really weird how obsessed... Like that star, I mean, that Elmwood seems nice enough. And his answer to me was polite enough. <laughs> I think it was almost sheepish. It was, hey, don't ask me why the star didn't cover it. I wasn't here. Well, I am asking you why the star didn't cover it. Um, did you guys, what were the terms you let them use your footage? Is this a co-production? Were you involved? This, this is on your mind. You're, you're, you're obsessed, mate. You're, this is gossip. You, you, uh. You're interested in the wrong things. That That is not news. And uh, it's a bit weird that you jump to that rather than the story. It wasn't just our two reporters, Alexa Lavoie and David Menzies, that were in that trailer. You saw Maxime Bernier, the leader of the People's Party of Canada, who was arrested by police and put in jail. And that's not interesting? That's not interesting to the Toronto Star or to Global News? I think... I think they both have might might have covered that story briefly. Hey, do you think it would have been bigger news if, say, Elizabeth May were jailed by a rival political party? I mean, my questions to Alan Wood were, do you only care when it's your side that's being the victim and you don't care when your side is doing the victimizing? And I think the answer is sort of obvious, and I think he sort of knows that. I, I, I don't know Alan Woods. If he walked in here right now, I wouldn't recognize him. But that's, um, I don't know, at least he wrote back, I suppose. Um, you know what? I t we, we have about 15 minutes left. I want to touch on something else, although I think we did cover that pretty well. Um, <laughs> you know, James O'Keefe, he was the founder of Project Veritas which is just a great undercover-focused uh, U.S. news agency. And really, I think he's broken more stories, broken more scoops than, than anyone else in American journalism. Now, it's a team effort, of course, but he, he really is the pointy edge of the spear there. Now, he's had a disagreement with his board, which is too bad, and he left Project Veritas, and he started OMG. I love those initials, O'Keefe. Media group, and uh, he uh, he managed to track down Dylan Mulvaney, which is a male to female transgender icon who you can't get away from these days. 
uh, Bud Light, I think, might wish they can get away from him. Hey, before we show the OMG clip, did you see the new Budweiser TV commercial? It's on their Twitter channel. So, so FYI, I don't think it's possible to have missed it. So Dylan Mulvaney, who is this cloying, insufferable trans extremist who isn't just trans, he dresses up as a girl and skips around like a girl. Like there's a, there's a whiff of pedophilia there. He's, he's a, he is a powder keg, I think. That's my opinion. So, so Dylan Mulvaney is apparently the, yeah, yeah, show, show that one there. So that's who Dylan Mulvaney is, that woman of the year in so many ways. And, and that's the Bud Light. Uh, they have these special Bud Light cans with Dylan Mulvaney's face on them, if you can even believe it. And uh, I think they just might have misunderstood who their customer base is. Yeah, show that image there. Like they actually put Dylan I mean... I'm not a beer drinker, but I, I know a lot of people who are. And it's just a guy's thing. I think it's a gal's thing, too. But I'm going to guess that 80% of the people who drink Bud Light, or at least the people who drink 80% of the Bud Light, are guys. And um, they have a new ad. It's actually on the Budweiser Twitter account. So you've shown Dylan Mulvaney. Thank you for that. But, um, yeah, scroll down a bit. Maybe click the video tab a little bit more. A little bit more, I think. It's uh, a horse running around. They, uh, you know, I'll have to find it. I, I don't know how much damage they did. I saw a report that they did $6 billion in damage to their brand. I believe it. You know, I, uh, I, it's just anecdotes on social media, but I see people filming from all these liquor stores and the fridges are empty except for all the Bud Light that's there. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, it may be an old ad that was just re-released. Let me send it to you from my, uh, my account. Sorry, I put you on that wild goose chase there, Olivia. I think that, I think that they, uh, regret what they did. All right, I'm having trouble finding it. I know I retweeted it in the last few days. They're, they're trying to fix it up. They're trying to dial it back. They're trying to re-masculinize them. I, I watched this ad that they re-released, and I counted the number of men and women in it and what they were doing and what they were saying, and it's so rare to see an ad with, you know, conservative-looking white men in the country rural like those those are the people you're supposed to hate and demonize and mock these days but i think they're just so desperate to reconnect with their base they they broke all their rules and showed some white males again i'm i'm sorry i'm having trouble finding it but uh that's the one yeah how old is that Two days ago. Okay, good. You found it. So 
this is their way of saying, I think I've made a terrible <laughs> I think I've made a terrible mistake. You tell me, folks, we're gonna show you a gorgeous side. It's beautiful, it's heart tugging. I want to ask you, tell me another retail brand that shows this many white males, straight white males, rural country Trump voting white males in a row. In fact, I think there's only one woman in this ad and she's raising an American flag. So when was the last time you saw a, con uh, a mass consumer brand that allowed white males to look like not to be, they're not in the role of demon, um, this many men at all, this ad is their way of saying, holy cow, we just destroyed $6 billion worth of market cap because someone in our ad agency thinks Dylan Mulvaney is hot. Take a look at this ad. This ad uh, should be called, we're so, so, so sorry. Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America, found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract, brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow. Raised by generations willing to sip Share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. That's a great ad. I think... Uh... It feels good to a guy like me because I guess I'm a middle-aged white man. I'm not a beer drinker, but that strikes all the tones of patriotism. They say the word freedom or remember. They say the word remember when they show the Freedom Tower in New York City. They have some rural scenes, small town scenes, fire hall scenes. Um, I just, <laughs> you know what? I should I should send you one more. You know what? I, I re-downloaded TikTok on my phone, which is such a bad thing to do which is, uh, it really is bad, but there's some content that I just can't get elsewhere. Like so many user videos. I'm just gonna choose one at random here. And uh, <laughs> you know, all these guys are like, like these men's men. Um, let me just find one that's good. Cause you know what I, uh, Okay, I'm going to send you one. This one's had 54,000 views, so so maybe it's a good one. Okay, I'm going to send this to you by email, Olivia. Give me one second, and, and thank you for your patience here. You know, I, uh, I, I deleted TikTok for security reasons. And I deleted it because it was just a, a big time suck. And as, as Elon Musk says, it's, a lot of people use TikTok, but they regret the time spent, whereas they don't necessarily feel that way about Twitter. I deleted uh, TikTok for, those, for that reason. I was wasting time on it, and, uh, and I was worried about security. But 
I just tell me when you get that if that link came through. There are hundreds, maybe thousands of guys who look like me, so they're not like 15-year-old TikTokers. They're like 50-year-old guys. And here's just why I just literally picked this up at random. I haven't even watched this all the way through. I just think a guy, he looks like me, looks like he's my age, and he's making a Bud Light joke. And there are hundreds, maybe thousands of these on TikTok. How are you going to delete an app that gives you so much laughter? Here, take a look. Crank up the volume. I really don't know what the big deal about Bud Light is. I've been drinking that shit for years. And I don't care. Who knows it? I love it. And I'll keep drinking it till I'm dead. Because it is delicious. Okay, that's not particularly funny. Like I said, I didn't even watch that one. <laughs> I didn't even watch that one all the way through. Let me find a better one. All right, I'm not going to look. Well, you know, you know who got it started was Kid Rock. You want to find the Kid Rock video? I'm going to leave it alone. I'm not prepared. I don't have all the TikToks in my hand. That one I showed you, I just picked it random. wasn't particularly funny, but there are some really, really funny ones. Of uh, yeah, yeah, that Kid Rock one is a good one. Like he got it started. I mean, Kid Rock is exactly the opposite of Dylan Mulvaney in every manner, and he just got it rolling. And he calls himself Grandpa, which I really like. Here, take a look at this. This is Kid Rock getting the ball rolling a few days ago. I'm not sure if this was on Twitter or TikTok. Maybe it's both. Take a look. <laughs> Grandpa is feeling a little frisky today. Let me uh, say something to all of you and be as clear and concise as possible. Fuck Bud Light and fuck Anheuser-Busch. Have a terrific day. Yeah, I don't think showing him... Uh... And a 60-second video of a, of a Clydesdale horse is going to undo his antipathy towards Budweiser, do you think? Um, okay, well, so that was a better one. The other one I chose at random didn't really work out. Let's, let's read the... Uh, you say the Super Chats are in the live stream or the direct message to me? Fraser McBurney, how you doing, my friend? Six bucks, he says, I bet if the mainstream media mention Alexa shooting once, they will forget it the next day. Yeah, I don't think it's being reported anywhere, not even once. Don't you think that's odd? And then Miss the Old Days, 10 bucks, says, if you guys start up Rebel Brews, you would have a lot of instant customers. Ha -ha. You know, isn't that a great idea? I don't think we have the horsepower to do that because obviously we wouldn't be able to set up our own brewery. We'd have to buy beer from an existing brewery and just put our label on it. Maybe that's a good idea. There, there are a lot of breweries that, uh, that's called white label. So they make a, a beer and then they let whoever put a label on it. Maybe that's a good idea. I think Rebel Brews, I think there would be a cohort of people who would buy it. I just, that's a whole other business line, uh, marketing, distribution, all sorts of, you know. And by the way, that wouldn't just happen overnight. Uh, I admire Daily Wire for... Uh, their razors, Jeremy's razors. Um, 
And I think Rebel Brewers is good. But again, how are you going to distribute that unless you have it shipped to you? It's expensive to ship beer because it's so heavy. It's like shipping. You know, it's a very heavy thing. It's not. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, before we go, that was all a preamble to James O'Keefe in the OMG Media Group. He tracked down Dylan Mulvaney. Let's just take a look at how that goes. Let's play this for a couple minutes. Take a look. I'm James O'Keefe with OMG News outside the Four Seasons Hotel in Beverly Hills. Dylan Mulvaney is inside the women's restroom right now. So I'm going to ask him for comment about our story regarding women being raped in prison by men claiming to be transgender. Here we go. Dylan, this is James O'Keefe, OMG. Women are being raped in a prison in Washington state by men claiming to be transgender. There's footage of them talking about the rape. Do you have a comment on the story here uh, of the w women being raped by the men claiming to be transgender? James O'Keefe, OMG News. Um, do you what do you think about the women who are being raped by the men who are transgender? Do you have a comment about that? Please don't come in the elevator. Um, what do you think about what is your comment to the women who are being raped by men claiming to be transgender, Dylan? So we're here with Dylan uh, here. Uh, haven't had much Bud Light recently, but we're very interested in the women's prison. Dylan? Okay. She did go into the, he, she went into the women's restroom. What the hell are you doing? This is a women's bathroom. Trying to show them the footage. No comment here at the Four Seasons Hotel in we Beverly Hills. All right. I wonder where she's going. He's going. You guys have any like O'Keefe beer? O'Keefe beer? No O'Keefe beer? Do you guys have O'Keefe beer? You don't carry O'Keefe beer? No one will get a shipment in? He's funny. Um, you'll notice the one thing that Dylan Mulvaney said to him. I forget the exact words. You don't belong in here. You're not welcome here. Please don't come in here, I think is the exact words. Please don't come in here. Hey, uh, would Dylan Mulvaney listen to that if he walked into a girl's bathroom and a biological woman said, please don't come in here? Would Dylan Mulvaney get out? Please don't come in here. Really, do you respect when people say that? Or is that just you who's special? Good for him for being a great, uh, for executing so well and so quickly. He really has his finger on the pulse of things, and I, I hope he does well. Well, my friends, it is the top of the hour, 2.02 Eastern Time, 12.02 uh, just afternoon in Alberta. What a pleasure to be with you. Until next time, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters to you at home, goodbye, and keep fighting for freedom. The media has an extraordinarily important role to play in our democracy, in any democracy. They're here, yes, to report if I trip over the carpet and fall flat on my face and that'll make the evening news, whether I do it literally or metaphorically, they're there to capture that. But they're also there to ask really tough questions and not just so they can expose or challenge uh, people in power, which is extraordinarily important, 
but so that citizens can feel reassured that as you go through your daily lives, you've got a professional cadre of journalists there holding us to account on everything they do, alongside what the opposition is doing, alongside what other political parties are doing, in a way that reassures you that the tremendous power a government has is not being abused. That's what is so important in journalism. And when you have political parties or individuals who directly undermine and attack the independent professional work of journalists, and listen, I could write books about all the times I've disagreed with what journalists have said about me and about the conclusions they've jumped to, but questioning their right and their legitimacy to do that weakens our democracy and our values in fundamental ways.